add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie This is an Irish independent podcast. Welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry. Folks, Happy New Year! I hope you had a great Christmas, a relaxing Christmas, a reflective Christmas, and had a lot of fun. It's around now. Every single year, people do it. They look for the latest fad, the latest craze, the latest influencer who's going to tell them something that really doesn't work in the long term. They do all the usual things with regards to New Year's that we just know won't last three, four, five, six weeks later. Here on Real Health, as ever, we're going to steer you towards long-term health and long-term wellness this year. And in today's episode, I'm going to give you five very simple areas that we're going to have a look at in terms of health and how to improve each area. Because the reality is that we want you to be healthy for the long term. We bring experts on year in, year out to help you improve your health. But at this time of year, it's just, it's it's scary to see and it's disappointing to see because people do it every single year. So let's avoid it this year. Get a pen and some paper. And as I chat, write down some of the tips that we're going to give you because we do want that. Life is about long-term health and wellness. And hopefully you have had fun over Christmas and you got your head together and you've looked at last year and what did and didn't work and you want this year to be a little bit better. And it should all come back to that. But the goal of trying to be healthy, the goal of listening into the show is that you live longer and live better and live healthier. As you get older, the body's losing muscle mass and gaining fat mass. It's becoming weaker. And if you don't counteract that from a food perspective, a goal-setting perspective, a sleep perspective, a movement perspective, and just a life management perspective, you will age faster than your actual age. You might be 40, but you might be 50 or 60 in terms of your actual age because from a health perspective, you are sedentary. You don't move enough. You carry too much visceral fat around the center of the body. We want you to be healthier. And we want you to be the age that you actually are, if not a little bit younger. I have a 65-year-old client. She's amazing. She's fitter and stronger than most people I know. And she may be 65, but on the, on our body composition machine that analyzes that, she's 49. She's 16 years younger than her actual age. Why? Because she's super strong and she's very fit and trains really, really hard. So my point there is that we are going to reset. We're going to steer you on the right course this January for long-term health. We're going to look at five very distinctive areas. It all starts with the first area, which is goal setting. The ability to look at a goal, set a goal, make it the right goal, and ensure that it is the right one to help you when things get tough. We're going to then have a look at the food component, and we'll do a quick review of you know, what healthy eating really is and what it isn't. Because it's not milkshakes. It's not reducing carbohydrates so that you're absolutely exhausted and increasing your protein intake that your breath smells and your and your hair is falling out. None of those are healthy. So we're going to have a look at that. Then we'll look at movements. So how to move properly uh, and why finding the right movement is really the cornerstone of that. We'll look at sleep. Sleep's really important too because we don't sleep enough. We don't, the quality of our sleep is generally very, very poor. 
And it's a, a huge part of health and wellness. And especially it's a huge part of recovery where you recover from exercise. And then we'll have a look at kind of life hacks and just simple little ways in life that actually you can improve your movement and improve your health. And there are things that I've learned over the course of 20 three years in the industry, or 24 years now. God, I'm getting older. The ripe old age of 42. I can't even remember. But uh, the tips are based around that. They're from experience. I use them myself. I've learned them. And that's why I like to share them. So let's begin with that goal setting piece. It all starts with that. It's the right goal. It's the strongest goal. It's the reason why you want to get that exercise done when it's windy and wet and rainy and just nasty, or you're tired, or whatever excuse comes your way. The goal has to be strong enough to override that. So if you look at brides, for example, incredible. They will do whatever you ask them to do because they're so motivated for the day itself. They visualize it. They can see themselves walking up the aisle in that dress. And they are so determined and disciplined that everything you ask them to do would be fabulous and perfect. And they get the results. We all need a goal that means something to us whether it's for yourself, whether it's for a sibling or family member, whether it's for a wedding or a holiday or an event, it doesn't really matter. But that has to be meaningful. That has to be important. That has to be something that really means deeply something to you. On a personal level, this year, I've got the Fastnet Swim in June, uh, 20 kilometers in the big sea, and I'm a bit scared of the big sea, but it's a big goal that I I'm going to work towards. It means something to me because it's important. Uh, I've told people that I'm going to do it. That means something to me too. And also, it's important because I want to show my my children that, you know, by registering for things and doing things that you can achieve with a bit of hard work, you can kind of do it and you can conquer it. And that's the big thing now. I love at the finish line or at the start line when my family come to watch me off because I think we're, we're showing them that you can kind of do anything you want really when you put your mind to it and put the work in. So what's yours, is my question. As you listen to the podcast, what, what do you want to do this year? If it's weight loss, that's great. Break it up into small, manageable uh, chunks, so like two pounds a week, or even one pound a week, and lose that over the course of the year. That's 52 pounds in terms of weight loss. Huge amount of weight. We know weight's important. It's a taboo subject that people don't really talk about anymore. But actually, we know that by carrying too much weight, you're going to age faster. You're going to have more bone density issues. You're going to be more likely to be sick and be in hospital more. So it is important. It could be fitness. It could be uh, strength. It could be, you know, being able to walk up and down the stairs without getting sore muscles or, or sore bones. It doesn't really matter what it is. But the key thing is that it's really important to you. And by being important to you, you're more likely to stay on track. And that's the crucial part of goal setting. To put some time aside, put some music on, really think about it. Don't just make it a, an off-the-cuff kind of, oh, that's my goal. No, it has to be stronger, it has to be deeper, it has to be more meaningful than that. So work at it. Assess it. Put some time, a time frame on it. And then visualize it. So make it visible. If it's a holiday, take a picture of the holiday and stick it up in the fridge. Put it in the car, put it in your diary. For me, it's an event. I've surrounded myself with three fastnet photographs and one painting. Uh, and I look at it all day. And it gives me, it keeps me on track. It scares me a little bit too. But I see it. So I'm, you're not hiding away from your goal or your challenge or whatever it may be. So make it visible. Put it where somewhere that you're going to see it every single day. And that gives you something to work towards. So that is our first area. And that's goal setting. Our second area then is going to be about food. As ever, anytime I talk food, it's the fact that it's just so complicated now that people uh, don't know what to think in terms of what to eat, what not to eat, what diet, what diet not to be on. 
First things first, anything you see online, anything you see in the media, anything you see anywhere, the one question you ask yourself before trying to eat like that is, can I eat like this for the next 52 weeks? If the answer is no, put it back. Save yourself the money. Save yourself the hard work and the disappointment when it doesn't work. Put it back. Because it doesn't work that any way you eat should be lifelong. It should be year long. It shouldn't be a week or two weeks of a diet or whatever. It should be just a, a way of eating, a method of eating, a sustainable way that includes a takeaway and includes a few chips and whatever, because that's normal. That's health. That's lifelong health. Uh, and that's really crucial. All our clients do that. Very few of them calorie count because they don't need to. We just ask them to cook from scratch a little bit more because we know that foods that you cook from scratch are healthier. We ask them to have protein with every single meal because protein keeps you fuller for longer, helps you to recover. It's really good for the body and generally Irish people don't eat enough of it. If you can't eat enough of it, you can drink it in terms of a shake format. Your protein RDA is about 1.5 grams per kilo body weight. So whatever you are in kilos, multiply it by one and a half and you'll get a number. That's what you should be eating. Um, so if you're 60 kilos, you should be on 90 grams of protein uh, a day. If you're uh, 120 kilos, well, then it's 180 grams. So 1.5 is roughly the magic the magic number, depending on movement. So you cook from scratch more. Try that. Get a recipe book with really simple recipes in it and add in a new one each week. Protein with every single meal. We get them to drink loads of water. Two to two and a half liters a day. Get a really big bottle, drink from it, finish it before you go to bed. Simple. Because hydration is a problem in terms of hunger, in terms of skin, in terms of energy, in terms of motivation. And sometimes you will be thirsty and you think you're hungry, so you will eat. And then that increases your calorie intake for the day. The other thing around uh, around meals is that it's, it's, it's how that plate looks. So look at your plate when you're eating it. There should be a quarter protein, a quarter carbohydrate, half salad or vegetables. Simple, not rocket science. Half salad or veg gives you uh, vitamins, minerals. Um, in terms of color on the plate, it looks nice. It looks, It just looks good. Then you have your protein and then you have your carbohydrate source. One big food shop each week, you know that. And again, uh, that, that's, that's a, a constant tip. Uh, I do it on a Sunday. It's my favorite day of the week. How sad is that? But it is because it sets me up. So I get my big food shop done. I organize my fridge and it looks all sexy and uh, bright and colorful and lovely. And yes, I said sexy and a fridge in the same sentence, but it does. It looks lovely. I go to it and I look at it. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel healthy and vibrant and that I can tackle the week because I know it's in my fridge and I have everything stocked up. And if I'm in the car, I put the stuff in the, the cooler box in the car each day. When I spin around the country, I've got stuff in the car that I want to eat and that I want to drink. And it's just a very, very simple way of eating healthy. But that planning piece is important when it comes to food. Having a window to eat within is important too. So like a 12-hour window is a very normal version of intermittent fasting. It's still very trendy. It's not rocket science. It's timed eating. It's You're losing weight from calorie reduction. You're eating less because you can't eat the same as calories when you compress it. That's where the weight loss comes from. There are benefits in terms of digestive health. We know that too from fasting, uh, so it can help. But a 12-hour window of eating and a 12-hour window of not eating is roughly about right in terms of where you need to be. The other thing about food then is that you have your balance. You have your takeaway, have your pizza, have your couple of drinks, but do it once a week and enjoy it. Savor it. So we have pizza night in our house generally once a week because I like pizza and we all like pizza. So we get a pizza. Lovely. And that's balance. That's normal. Uh, so don't deprive yourself in January and February. Have it. Have it once a week. Enjoy it. Savor it. And just, yeah, that that's, uh, it makes it normal. And normalizing food and diet is really important. 
They're very, they're very simple key tips. You can make it more complicated. If you want to lose weight, yes, you have to have a calorie deficit. Between moving more and eating the same or eating less, you create a deficit. You lose weight. That's where weight loss comes from. But you don't have to count calories all day long because life is generally too short. Next up, we're going to have a look at movement. Again, we have to move more. We're generally very sedentary as a society, I and mean, we're getting more sedentary with technology. A couple of different things here. One is your daily, your GDM, your general daily movement. How much do you move each day? It doesn't have to be 10,000 steps. That is a marketing tool and a marketing myth. It's nonsense. Uh, the reality here is, here is more. Just move more. Get the, Take the stairs. Park further away. Uh, move at certain times of the day. Whatever does it for you, but move more. By moving more, you're healthier. You feel good. You are stronger. It's good for your back, good for your legs, good for your core, good for absolutely everything. And just do more of it. Whether it's 10,000, 12,000, 20,000, 4,000, doesn't really matter. But by moving more, you are healthier. And that's what we're aiming for. Then you have exercise. So movement is just general daily movement. You're moving around. It's low intensity. It's, you're never out of breath. It's very simple. Exercise is harder because you're working harder. So you should be out of breath. I call it a huffing and puffing exercise. Uh, something that annoys a few people, but that's okay. Because you should be huffing and puffing. If you're huffing and puffing, you're exercising. And it's a really simple way to explain to people, huff and puff. And no matter what exercise you do, once you're huffing and puffing, you're exercising and the heart rate is racing and you're forcing the body to adapt and to change and to challenge itself and to improve its health. So just huff and puff a little bit more. Because there's no one exercise that is the best exercise in the world. The best exercise in the world is the one that you enjoy the most. It's not rocket science. So find one that you enjoy. If it's walking, cycling, swimming, uh, kayaking, paddleboarding, surfing, hill walking, doesn't, badminton, doesn't, tennis, doesn't really matter. Or paddle, it doesn't matter. But you have to work hard enough to push the body. Then from an exercise perspective, surround yourself with other people who do it. You're more likely to do it by when you're in a group of people who are exercising. In the, uh, you're more likely to stay healthier in the long term because you do what they do. It's very easy. And also in January, Feb, it's nice. It's a group of people. You're meeting people. You're chatting. Uh, and as we learned in one of our episodes before Christmas around walking, if you want to fall in love, you're more likely to fall in love too when you're exercising in a group because of the oxytocin. It makes you feel good. It's a love hormone. Um, but the key thing there is movement, exercise, a group of people patterns and routine and, and and plan out your exercise when you're going to get it done and stick to that and stick to that routine and rhythm. It will get easier. If you're starting off and you haven't exercised for a long time, ease into it because uh, if you do too much too soon, you're going to get very, very sore. The final piece in exercise is the type. So cardiovascular, we've covered. Um, the really important one is, is, is resistance. It's lifting weights. I'm 42. I'm now the strongest I've ever been by a long way. I'm benching 20% more than I've, than I've ever bench pressed because I'm doing more resistance work because I have to do it because if I don't do it, I get weaker and I lose my muscle mass. So you have to do resistance exercise. Lift a weight. That's all it is. Lifting a weight, whether it's your body weight with a press-up or a squat or whether it is an actual weight in the gym, so a kettlebell, a dumbbell. But you have to do resistance training. It does everything. There's nothing it doesn't fix, nothing it doesn't improve. So you have to do as much of it as you possibly can. Next up, we're going to have a look at is sleep. Sleep is recovery. Sleep is restorative. It's good for your mental health, good for your physical health, and we need to sleep more. The one thing I would say to you about sleep is simple. How did your bedroom make you feel? When you think of sleep, what do you think of? If I was to say to you for listening in today, we're going to bring you all to a spa. And we're going to pamper you automatically, subconsciously, your shoulders drop. You feel relaxed. You feel, you feel good. 
Your bedroom should make you feel the same. By the way, we're not going to a spa. Uh, but your bedroom should trigger the same motion, that same sense of calm, relaxation. You should automatically relax when you think about it. And look at your bedroom. Is it chaotic? Is it messy? Is it dirty? Is it bright? It should be dark. It should be uh, relaxing. It should You should hoover your mattress on a regular basis. Uh, it should be clean. Uh, it should be organized. It should be clutter-free. It should be tech-free. It's a space that you go into that, that just unwinds you and relaxes you. And that's the most important thing. All the other sleep tips are irrelevant if you don't focus on that one. The other tips, very simply, are getting to bed the same time every evening and getting up at the same time, and then pushing that out by maybe an hour at the weekend. It's not having the big long lie-in. No caffeine later in the day, uh, ideally after four or five o'clock, and no big meals late at night. If you apply all of those, you will sleep so much better. You will feel so much better, and you'll be absolutely rocking. But it all begins with the space that you walk into. It should be tidy, organized, and it should have the same sensation. Like when I walk into our podcast studio, it relaxes me. Because no one can get me. It's me and uh, the microphone and the cameras and I'm in my own little bubble and it relaxes me when I come in here despite the stress of having to to, to, to produce and uh, to produce content. So what? how does your bedroom make you feel? Fix that and you will fix your sleep. And finally, last one up is life hacks. Simple little ways that in life you can improve your health. One is get up earlier. By staying in bed, you miss the calmest part of the day. So get up a little bit earlier, have a little bit of time to yourself and get ready before the day kicks in. Second up is surround yourself with people who are healthier. Healthier people breathe other other healthy people. So surround yourself with those who do that. I've always said that, you know, if your social group hangs around at a pub all weekend, that's where you're going to be. So hang around with the hillwalkers uh, and you will automatically get healthier. Have a car-free day. Save money. Get fit. Easy. Park further away. Get the stairs instead of the, escal- instead of the escalators or the lifts. On a food level, accountability and a food diary fix absolutely everything. And finally, the last tip is just about not being too hard on yourself. January, February, people do too much. Put too much pressure on themselves to be healthy. We don't want that. We want long-term health. So if you're having a day where you don't feel like it, fine. Watch Netflix. Listen to podcasts. Watch a movie. Read a book. Have that downtime that you require because you chance start, you do require it. And don't be too hard on yourself and don't aim for perfection. A lot of content covered in today's episode. Have a listen back if you want or check us out as ever. We are at Carl Henry PT on Instagram, realhealthandindependent.ie. Have a wonderful first uh, week of January. We really hope you do. And let's aim for health and wellness this year for the long term, not just for the short term quick fix. We'll see you next week for more real health. It's long before.